Well, a former radio host who was imprisoned in Hong Kong for nearly two years is finding a new home and community right here uh, in Vancouver. Edmund Wan moved to BC last month after spending almost two years in a Hong Kong prison, uh, having admitted to charges of sedition and money laundering that rights groups Amnesty International says were politically motivated. Mr. Wan recently made uh, his first public appearance here in Canada at the annual Hong Kong Fair in early May in New Westminster. He joins us now. Mr. Wan, thank you for speaking to us today. Hi, uh, Josh. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, first of all, uh, how are you doing in your, uh, I guess, the new home here in Canada? Um, yeah, it's, uh, this is great. Uh, I arrived uh, uh, at Vancouver for about, uh, I think, about two months' time. Mm-hmm. And uh, nearly every day I feel I, I receive a lot of well, warm welcomes from uh Different uh, uh, ethnic groups uh, from um, in, in Canada here. So the, uh, every day is uh, is a great time for me. At least uh, I I feel the freedom that I have not enjoyed uh, in my home, Hong Kong, for uh, almost uh, three years time. Uh, do you think of Hong Kong every day? Yeah, yeah, I miss my home. Uh, frankly, mm-hmm. but uh, I, try, I uh, after I re, re, I was uh, released uh, uh, on last November, I really tried very hard uh, uh, to stay at my home. But uh, it seems uh, due to a, a lot of uh, different factors, uh, uh, finally I I still uh, fail. I I, I cannot uh, stay there anymore, and then uh, I decide to to travel around and uh, and then. And then finally, I reach uh, Canada, reach Can- Vancouver at mm-hmm. this moment. Yeah. Uh, what are you hearing from residents in Hong Kong today? What, what is this? What's their sense of their city? Uh, I think um, the the Hong Kong is not our Hong Kong anymore. Uh, uh, most of the Hong Kong people lived in uh, different kinds of fears. And I, I just think for an example, uh, for example. The, um, uh, coming nearby, uh, we have the June 4th, and then uh, it should be every year we will have uh, many activities to, to, for us to memorize uh, the, what has happened uh, 34 years ago. But, uh, but now uh, government, uh, for example, every day uh, threaten us, uh, not uh, reminding anything about the June 4th. It, uh, so uh, if 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 we still do so, uh, we will we will face uh, something like arrest or or whatever. So uh, I think a lot of uh, uh, universal values like uh, free speech, like rule of law, like democracy, like uh, uh, even a universal suffrage, a free election, disappear in Hong Kong. Suddenly, uh, yeah, for for, uh, for the for the past three years, just very fast. Very quick, uh, and uh, the Hong Kong today is not the Hong Kong we we have uh, grown up. Now, many have said that the, the that Hong Kong that you just described uh, is forever gone. Um, I'm curious as to what compelled you to speak up. Uh, you obviously had a high profile position as a radio personality in Hong Kong, uh, and you obviously have to balance all sides. What convinced you that you needed to be an outspoken supporter of these students and this protest movement in 2019? What was within you that said, this is different, I have to come out and support these people? First of all, I, I used to be a political commentator in Hong Kong. And uh, uh, what I believe is 
I just speak uh, what I believe, uh, uh, particularly the movement in 2019 and 2020. Uh, it's no doubt that uh, I support the Hong Kong people because I'm one of the Hong Kong people and I support uh, the youngsters. Uh, I support them in different ways. Uh, if uh, friendly talking, I have fears. I I am afraid. Okay, uh, I I I uh, I was put in jail, and uh, I I know that if I stay in Hong Kong, I will maybe I will still uh, uh, arrest and arrest again. I don't I don't know, but I think uh, the fears is not enough to keep my mouth shut because uh, this is my home, and I want to um, I want to let. Um, the people around the world to know uh, more about the Hong Kong story. And, and, and most important is this is not a story of uh, Hong Kong only. It is a story uh, 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 that can tell uh, to the people around the world uh, uh, up to today. And uh, uh, do we still have to play a game with, uh, with an evil or how to play the game with an evil? We follow their rules or they follow our rules. Uh, so I think this is very important. So uh, I just want to do a little bit. Uh, I cannot do too much, but I, I want to share my, my stories. I think my stories have some meanings to, to other people. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and also another thing most important is I, I always remind the Hong Kong people not to forget what had happened in uh, 2019 and 2020, and there are still a lot of uh, uh, youngsters and the 47 uh, former legislators, they are still in prison. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, not forget. You, yeah. uh, I think there were, or there are uh, Hong Kong residents, 400,000 have Canadian passports. Do you see more moving here or attempting to move to Canada? Yeah, I think uh, them. I, I, I cannot tell how much will uh, uh, go to Canada, to, to, to Toronto or, or Vancouver. But uh, uh, one thing that is for sure is that still a lot of Hong Kong people choose to leave Hong Kong, maybe be, um, because of many factors, maybe because of the fears, because of uh, the, the next generation. They have the, their children. They don't want their children to uh, st- uh, study in in Hong Kong because of the, the damaging of the Hong Kong education, a lot of different kinds of factors, but they would choose different places like uh, UK, like Canada, like uh, US, or even Taiwan. Mm-hmm. So now, one, that's yeah, one thing for sure is that still a lot of people will, will, will choose to leave. My final question to you, we only have about a minute left. Uh, what advice would you give Canadians? Uh, we are having this debate in this country today on what our relationship with China is. Many people want, obviously, a public inquiry, a hard reset with China. Uh, many people are looking towards Australia, who they feel has given a, a good example of what we should be doing in regards to a, a hard line uh, back, uh, a hard line when it comes to our relations with China, still trading with them, but a real hard line in regards to who we are and what we are and what they can or cannot do in Canada. What's your advice to Canada in regards to dealing with the Chinese government? Uh, I just want I just want uh, the uh, Canada government uh, to think about uh, uh, to look seriously um, 
the interference uh, inside Canada from the CCP government. Uh, don't own, uh, uh, if, if possible, don't just focus on uh, any uh, economic uh, sector. But uh, I think um, the, val- the, the value in Canada, how we protect uh, the, the different kinds of values, uh, freedom is not free. So uh, we, we need to protect the, 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 the values here. I think, I think uh, and also one thing is that uh, uh, for sure, the Hong Kong people that come to Canada, we will, we will give a hand. We will, we, can, we will fulfill, we will try our best to fulfill for this uh, beautiful country. Mr. Wan, we've run out of time. Really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jess.